much of a praise as you can give is that meant uh, uh, you, you know you was able to pay your electric bill. If I say give God a praise and you that that signifies or symbolizes that what He done in your life really wasn't so major. I wonder how God feels when he watches UK fans in the tournament. Three minutes left and they down by one. 39 seconds left and they down by one and the guy dribbles down the court, they two or three different passes and at the last second the other team cannot get another shot off. And he throws up the three and he wins and they win by two. I wonder what that praise looks like. And then I wonder what God thinks about the praise that will give the basketball team. But when we talk about the one who saved your soul, the when we talk about the one that saved, uh-uh, when we talk about the, uh-uh, don't, don't do it because you don't mean it, you don't mean it. When we talk about the one that saved your sanity, saved you in your right mind, saved your children, beat the disease, trucked the cancer. You understand what I'm saying? He's the one that, 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 that dismantled depression. I wonder how God feels when we just... you went to, whatever age you was, and when your song came on, you could be depressed, but the first thing that came out your mouth was, oh, that's my song right there, and you got up and you, you praised. Didn't have anything together in your life, but you praised. But when we get into the house of the Lord, and we say, praise the Lord. I was ever going to lose my cool, mess up my hair, don't care nothing about my shoes, don't care about sweating out my perm. You understand what I'm saying to you? It would be on the strength because I was praising the Lord. Amen? Amen. Maybe, 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 maybe you only get what you got because you only give what you have. He said, yeah, tell him. Now, I've always had him in my life. No, you haven't. You've always known about him. You knew some people that knew him, but you, you, ain't, you ain't always known him. Stop it. Stop it. 
come on, all over the building. Let's give God some praise. Not because I'm emotional, but because I'm conscious. In other words, because I am, I, I know what you've done for me. I know what you do for me, and I know what you promised me. And on the strength of that, I just cannot hold my joy. Amen. Some of you are going through hell and high water, and, and, and you've allowed that to steal your joy. But can I tell you, just because it's crazy don't mean it's over. He said the weapons would form. So no matter how crazy it gets, I like my odds. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I was I was in the uh, process of writing the sermon today, and, and the Lord kind of just shut it down, and uh, kind of gave me a day off. Amen. And if you're from the old church, you know some about the oldies with the goodies. Amen. And so, uh, uh, yeah, Pastor has a melody in his sermon that he keeps, and the Lord said.
which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceedingly and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. May God add a blessing to the hearing of the most of all the doers of his word, may be seated in the presence of the holy and divine God. Somebody say it ain't all that bad. Can I show you all that bad? Uh, Friday while working at the church and during the funeral, I did not have when I was reading the funeral on the paper, I was reading the name of God. And the family member who was on top of the slideshow got there late and they found me at the booth and said, Could you go ahead and get the slideshow started? Found my arrival at the booth upstairs and took the flash drive in. we do not look at the things which are seen, but the things that are not seen, for the things that are seen are temporary, but the things which are seen are not, are seen, that are not seen are eternal. When I concluded reading those verses, every soul in here who is a believer of Jesus, who may at this time be going through some things that have 
there's only two ways that you should be able to hear those two pieces of scripture and not lose your mind. And one is if, if you simply just do not understand what the Apostle Paul was trying to say in that verse. Or the second reason would be you simply, you simply lack faith. Faith. I'm learning more and more every time that I talk to the saints is misunderstood and far too lightly taken. He or she who operates in faith operates in a power that if you ask me, faith is power that is priceless. Maybe the reason why we wasn't able to lose our minds is not because we did not understand the verse, but because of the level of faith that we are or are not working in. If you, if I believe God, I want you to catch that, okay? I want you to get this because, see, this, this is going to confront some of our mindsets. And confrontation is okay if confrontation brings forth revelation, okay? And so, and so, and so, and so, and so I have to ask myself, why didn't I shout when I heard that? Why didn't I lose it when I heard that? And I'm going through hell. Why, 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 didn't I, why didn't I lose my mind? Why didn't I get excited when I heard that? Is it because I don't really believe that God, Is it possible that sometimes Satan will box you into a corner? Have you so beat up that you begin to experience memory loss? What are you talking about, Pastor? You, he begin, you know, you, you, anybody ever had a concussion and, and for a minute you couldn't remember some things? Because you, know, you took a blow, you took a hit, you took a, you know, you, you bumped your head. And, and, and the reality is this, get this, the reason, and so, and so since you can't remember things, you can't remember that he's pulled you through hell before. See, everybody in the building ought to go ahead and just admit, this ain't my first rodeo with the hell that I'm going through right now. No matter how, uh, how major or how minuscule, this hell is not, this is not the first rodeo that I've went through. This is, not, this is not the first time that I've been trying. This is not the first time that I felt like giving up. This is not the first time that I didn't think I was going to make it out. This is not the first time that this thing was bigger than me. But because I know who I serve, I can get excited about these verses. Why it is so very important to get to know the God that you serve. Isn't it amazing that how many people in here would say that they were saved but couldn't quote five verses? Would swear that they are saved, but not tell me that I don't love the Lord, but you can't quote five things that Jesus said. Let's narrow it down. Not just all of the Bible, but let's just narrow it down, narrow it down to the four gospels. I bet you, with everybody that's supposedly saved, 98% of the people in this building couldn't tell me five things that Jesus said. But you can tell me five songs. You can show me five Instagram posts. You can show me, you understand what I'm saying to you. Faith, I'm learning again, is, is if you're operating with faith, it's priceless. Can you, uh, in my office, man, in my desk, I think it's the one on the left-hand side, uh, it's a, a jar of seeds from that. Can you give it to me real quick? Uh, we did this before, but I want to show it to you again. It's a priceless power because it allows you, get this, to be you in the midst of the storm. It's a priceless power because it allows you to be who God called you to be despite what it is that's coming up against you. I don't know about y'all, but I'm so tired of these, these sometimes Christians that, you know, they got all the power in the world till hell hit. You understand what I'm saying to you? It's important. I don't know about you, Pastor, but it's important in my life right now that if I call you, you better be able to pray me out of it or, or at least pray me to where I, I've got my sense back. I've got my strength back. I've got my know-how back. You understand what I'm saying to you? 
in fact, in fact, it, it, I can't even be around people that, 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 that don't got faith for themselves because if you ain't got faith for yourself, you don't have faith for me. You don't believe you can get out of yours, and I'm coming to you, you, you definitely don't believe I can get out of mine. I want to show you something real quick. I want to show you something. Just go ahead and say this. If you got haters, it's because you're out of pocket. You're out of line. What, what, what do you mean, Pastor? Because haters should not be allowed in your vicinity. Move, haters. Get out the way. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Go on, go on with your feet there. Right back there. All you need is that. Isn't that amazing? To tell a mountain to be removed out of your life, all you need is that. But Jesus said, implies you might not. Colonel, how you gonna tell me I ain't got faith this big? Why you've been crying about what you've been crying about? And I'm pretty sure your problem isn't as big as a mountain. It's a priceless power because it allows you in the midst of the storm to still be you, the one that's supposed to be saved, the one that's supposed to have faith no matter what it is that you're going through. One of the worst feelings in the world is to be going through hell and high water and hear people quote scriptures of faith to you that doesn't do anything for you. Remember we was talking about that last week, that's why we don't call the church people, because all, all we're going to do is quote scripture. And, 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 and if you don't really believe, then that don't help you out. Anybody ever done that? You call, you call your friend who's saved, and they quote scripture, and, and, and you, you, now you want to call your friend that ain't saved because they're going to baby you. See, see, if you call me and you're supposed to be saved, if you, you call me and you're supposed to be saved, Christy needs one. If you call me and you're supposed to be saved, I'm not going to patty cake you. I'm going to remind you what was promised in the Word. So you don't really want to spend a whole lot of time with me. You want to you wanna get with the other faithless friend of yours and go, 
Let's figure out a way how we can get you through this when it was never your problem to figure out how to get out of in the first place. Stand still and see the deliverance of me. Thus saith the Lord. And in fact, I've come to a place in my life where when I'm being hit and hit and hit even the more, I don't need a bunch of folks telling me that it's going to be okay. In fact, this is why when I'm going through, I don't call everybody. People always come to me and about, why didn't you call me? What am I going to call you for? You just called me last week. Your phone call last week told me that you don't really believe. Why in the world would I call you? So you can remind me of how bad it is? Before you remind me that we've got a God that will bring us out of it, thank you, Sean. I, I don't call everybody because I know that everybody can't help me. It's not that they don't care. It's not that they don't want or wouldn't want to help me. But the plain truth is everyone, not everyone, possesses the faith to pray me out of some of the hell that I go through. so important to come to church for a relationship with Jesus and learn about Jesus and the things of Jesus and about the second requirement of Jesus and that is faith. The first requirement is to repent and the second requirement is to believe and, and this is a fact that is easily proven by the first command Jesus ever gives when he begins his earthly ministry in the book of Mark chapter 1 verses 14 through 15 when Jesus says now now after John was put in it says when uh, after John was put in prison Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying this is Jesus saying the time is fulfilled that the kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe in the gospel believe have faith in rely on trust in I'll deal with repentance soon, but today I want to deal with believing. I want, I want to talk about faith, and the reason that I want to deal with faith is because I fear that faith or people believing that they have faith hasn't really been dealt with. Because as I deal with Christians all over, I realize how many people believe that they have faith. I realize how many believe mistakenly that you have faith just because you say you do. Or, or that is something that, that you get in a, you know, you believe that you get faith in, in, in a goodie bag and, and, and because now you're saved. And, and I want you to know that the only freebie that you get when you come to Christ is salvation. Oh, you get another one, uh, discernment. That, that, that's a freebie. Discernment is defined as a perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. More simply put, discernment gives me the ability to make a difference in what's right and wrong. I, I like to say it like this. It, it gives me the ability to see the wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, get you some discernment. Hold fast to that discernment. How many times have we, you look back on your life and, and go, I really wish I would have had some discernment back then. I, I, <laughs> sexy Dex was spitting his best game. I wish I, I, I would have had some discernment. When, when she was sicker than Alabama, 
that God gives us this dynamic, this dynamic gift first because God knows that as babes in Christ, we are going to have to know that, uh, that, that, that enemy when we see it. He gives us discernment because we have to know the enemy when we see it. We are going to have to know when he's around. And, and, and it's, it's amazing to me. Uh, my, my spiritual mother used to say, what is it about your Holy Ghost that demons are comfortable around you? So watch this. Anything that is comfortable around you, you don't necessarily have to look out for, do you? But it's when something is uncomfortable around you that you begin to watch it, right? Is it, it could be that many of us have too many demons in our life, and we don't know it because they're comfortable around you. And then since, since you don't know it, they, they're able to work on you and work against you and work through you and work through the people close to you, and you just don't know it. This, 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 this has my mind dealing with a whole other subject because what, what, what I'm having trouble understanding is, or maybe it's, it's not that I'm having trouble understanding it, uh, but rather, I don't want to face it because it's rough. But, but what's perplexing uh, me now is if God gives us discernment when we are saved, and he does, uh, and, and discernment gifts us with the ability to see the wolves and hear the game and sense the foolishness, then how is it that so many Christians are still being played? I'll wait. See, 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 when we say that we're saved, we're saying a whole lot. When we're saying that we're saved, we're saying we can't be played. Why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So when he tries to come play me, it, I, have a, I have a play-proof vest stone called the Holy Ghost that, that I don't get caught up with the foolishness because, because I see it coming. How are we all saved but don't never see it coming? Are y'all quiet in here today? Y'all quiet in here today? I'm struggling with this thought because... What I don't want to believe is that so many people are either trying to play a game with God or that people, for the lack of knowledge, think they are operating in something that they're not. Like, like real talk, uh, uh, I know there ain't nobody going to be honest, but how many of you, since just coming to this church, found out you wasn't as saved as you thought you was after a couple of weeks here? That's major, ain't it? Just walked in knowing, Holy Ghost all alone. not just taking somebody's word, you found out you wasn't where you thought you were. Don't y'all know it hit me like that too? How about, how about, how about last night I was, no, 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 a night before last, I was at work and I read something and was like, whoa, well, I need to repent. That one got past me. Huh? And, 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 and it ain't to feel bad when you find yourself in that position. You ought to bless God that he still allows you to see where you need to get yourself together. And the reason why he wants you to get yourself together is because he yearns to be with you. He ain't no control freak just set tripping on the strength that he's got and you better do what I say do or it's going to be issues. No, he wants you to do what you're supposed to do so that he can be with you. Relationship, Pastor, because he loves you. And, 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 so, and, so, and, so, and so the devil doesn't mind this group going to church. trying to play God, or you think that you, you really believe that you're operating in something that you're not, and the latter, the latter is actually seeming to be more true, because this group of people seem to get attacked less. Bear with me. The people who think that they are operating in the power that they're not seem to get attacked less. But, but they're 
he knows they have no walk. In fact, he kind of likes them going to church because he can bank on them being the ones that talk through service. Want to show their friend a candy crush high score during service. I, I, I just got to be all the way real because not being real is what has brought many of us to an age where after all these years we thought that we were one way when, we, when it came to God and now we're figuring out that, that it's a whole other thing completely. I've actually watched grown folk, older folk, seasoned folk hear the real word of God, the true word of God and not come back. Not go to any other church, just not come back. You know why? Because they don't want the responsibility of doing the right thing. They, 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 they say, I'm set in my ways. You better unset your ways. You'll be set in hell. Did you get it? And, and, and see, people don't have You're going to end up in hell. Stuff like that. People are like, why do you got to talk about hell? Because that's where you're going to go if you don't get it together. You, you, better, you better be in a church that's going to talk about hell and not talk about every day. You're going to get a bend. You, you're going to get a house. Your, your marriage is about to be off the hook. And you're one of the most trifling souls out here. Listen, that is not a pimp. I mean, that is not a pastor. That's a pimp. You're being proper lied to. You, you better want to deal with a, with, with a church that's going to tell you, hey, that type of behavior right there is going to send you to hell. And not only is it going to send you to hell, in the midst of you going to hell, you're going to train your children to go straight to hell or not want to deal with God at all, which is going to send them straight to hell. So you better get you some get right. Everybody to soothe you with everything that they're saying. Soothe you straight into the gates of fire. Love your children. Love your family. That's why I don't, that's why I preach the way that I do, because I love those children. I love, I love them. You understand what I'm saying to you? And, and, and anything that you love, you don't want to see burned. You don't want to see. Let me tell you something. Let's, let's, just, just, I mean, let's just take hell out of it. If you don't have God in your children's life and you're not operating correctly in front of your children, so you're training them to be hypocritically. Uh, hypocritical when it comes to the things of God, do you know that you are setting them up for every mistake you make? Think about that. I shiver to think about You know, I, I, I got kids that, that, that I wasn't saved and they sitting where I once sat. It breaks my heart. And it's very important that Every saint understands the importance of faith. Because there's going to be some times when you're a man of God, even if that being me, is going to need your prayers. I'm going to need your encouragement. And you can't help me if you don't have any faith. You will always have to call me or another leader in the church or a member in the church when your family is being attacked. Because if you really want them healed, delivered, and set free, it's going to take people praying who actually believe God can deliver on his promises and on his power. If you see a person who was struggling with addiction badly and you've never seen the power of God deliver someone from addiction, then you might struggle believing that the power of faith can win them back from addiction. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe if you ain't ever seen the power of God operate like that. So, so, and you know how you know when you these so-called so saved folk that, 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 they, that ain't got no type of relationship with God or no knowledge of God because they say stuff like this. You know, they just, they, you know, they, they just own that stuff. They're going to be on that stuff and that's just how it is. They want to... You, ain't, you don't know God. Because if you knew God, you wouldn't talk so confidently about what God is not able to do. Lord, have mercy. 
But if you have real faith, it don't matter to you how long they've been addicted. It don't matter to you the awful things that they may have done in addiction for the, for, for the drug. All that matters to you is, is when you read something that says something like, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us. Y'all couldn't shout because you don't, you don't know about that. See, it just proved my point. Let me just say it again. Let me say it slow. Now to him who is able, him being God, to do exceedingly abundantly, that means a lot, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. If you have faith, you've got a power that works in you that you can petition the Lord and things just change. I believe it's a verse that says the righteous, uh, the, 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 the effective, effectual prayers of the righteous availeth much. In other words, what the Bible is saying is the prayers of the righteous change things. People who've got a real relationship with God can get into a room and when they come out, things be different. You understand what I'm talking about? I ain't talking about one of them, now I lay me down to sleep. I'm talking about somebody that knows how to get in the closet and, and until I see a change. So we're learning weekly that just because we say something don't necessarily make it true. 
and I believe it don't make it true. And I can believe it with every fiber in my being, but if it's not true, it's just not true. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. I don't know, Lord, how much. What do you, why, why, why are you pushing that over on this side so hard? So, 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 so what, what God has said, listen, Satan, the reason why Satan is having the victory, why it seems like he's winning in your life is, is not because he is, it's, it's because you, you, you don't see it how you should. This is why it is so important to read the Bible more than Facebook. This is why it's so important to read your Bible more than Instagram. This is why it's so much important, more important to, to read your Bible than anything else. Why? Because it says faith comes by hearing and hearing what? By the word of God. You hear the word of God, you begin to see what all people have been through, and it begins to give you a strength. It begins to muscle you up. It begins to give you the ability to believe that you can make it despite what it is that's coming up against you. People are dealing with hopelessness. Hopelessness, they begin to become frustrated all the time. Ever been hopeless? Can't find no reason to smile when you're hopeless, can you? And when, and when you get frustrated, the first thing you want to do is what? Quit. And this is why when you are going through a trial, uh, Satan tries to put as many things around you that will distract you and frustrate you. And, and he wants to, that's, why, that's, why, that's where that old saying comes from, when it rains, it pours. That makes sense? And so, so, so he puts, so, so when you're going through it, he begins, every time you turn around, you say, what else can go, don't be careful about that, what else can, you know, it just seems like everything that can happening is happening. That's right, because you have an enemy that desires to, to, to decimate you. He don't want to just kill you, he wants to decimate you. He wants to distract you and frustrate you, and he wants to frustrate you and distract you so that you waste your times on things, so you waste your times on things that don't matter, that stop you from moving on. You ever been in the hell of your life and then something petty gets your attention for too many days? You know what I'm talking about? You, you ever just had to stop and catch yourself and say, I got real going on. What? I ain't going to keep dealing with this. <laughs> y'all thought, y'all just thought, y'all said, ooh, I thought it was going to slip right there. some serious stuff, and, and you got some, some, some petty person that ain't got no business, Lord have mercy, so they stay in your business, and you got to, all of a sudden, you've been, you been arguing for two or three days, and then you, finally you come to yourself and say, you know what, I don't even know why I keep on bothering you, lose my number, I'm going to block you, why am I even dealing with this, you don't pay no bills, over, you, know how y'all get. you don't pay no bills over here. You should only feel hopeless when there is nothing that you can do. Uh, I have to retract that statement. If, if you are a believer, uh, if, if, if I have to retract it if you're a believer because it doesn't matter if you don't have the power to fix the situation because you are connected to someone that does have the power to fix the situation and his name is Jesus. I'm not moved by the mountains in my life because I'm all that. No, no, no. In all honesty, I am nothing. But I can look at my trials and I can look them in the eye and declare that greater is he that is in me. And, and I have to believe that with everything in me. Because if I don't, discouragement can easily set in. And anytime I'm operating in discouragement, I'm giving the enemy praise. Yeah, you want to write that one down? Anytime that I operate in discouragement, I'm giving the enemy praise. Yeah. Let me say this. Be, be, be careful of always complaining. 
has set out to do in you, get me, is working. And we and we know that it's working. Why? Because you complain. You ain't got to worry about me because I'm going to come through this. I can't tell. I would have you talking. I can't tell. Don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I cry. My wife will tell you I cry. But, but when I cry, I cry out to God. relationship with God, that, that when I cried out, it wasn't giving the enemy praise, but instead I cried out to God. I didn't just cry, I cried out to God. It's a difference between just, <laughs> I just this is not going to get better. I just can't get it together. It's just crazy. It seems like everything. Instead of, God, I know that you are able to bring me through what it is that I'm going through right now. It's a difference, baby. It's a difference. I cry, I cry. I had to come to a place in my relationship with God that when I cried, I wasn't giving the enemy praise, but instead I cried out to God because the way the Father's love is set up for me, I don't know about nobody else up in here, but when I cry, I'm not saying I'm about to give up. When I cry out, I'm not saying this is not doable. When I cry out to God, I cry out in faith. I cry out with expectation. I cry out with an understanding that because his love for me, my cries of faith invokes God to move on my behalf. It provokes him to show up in the midst of my madness and not just show up, but he shows up and shows out. You've got to remember that any time that you are not praising God, you are praising the devil and complaining is praising the devil. Praising the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Satan wants us, now, can, I, can I talk to you about it? He wants you to talk depression. He, he wants us to talk evil. He, he wants us to talk despair. He wants us to talk about how crazy it is and how much bigger than me it is and how much I'm always going through. He wants you to, he wants to keep you in a mindset that destroys you. He wants to keep you in a mindset that keeps you afraid to come out of the corner because you think if you come out the corner, you're just going to get hit again. But I want to tell you something. Some of you believe that the enemy is winning in your life. And I just want to stop and ask you, is the enemy winning or is the enemy desperate? Is some of you, watch this, this whole row right here, I want you to get excited because now that you begin to come to church, now that you begin to follow the things of God, now that you're getting deeper in your walk, and hell is breaking loose in your life all over the place all the time. It's not that he's winning. It's simply that he's desperate. He sees you about to break through. He sees you about to deliver some folks. He sees you about to come out of the madness. And he's desperate. He's not winning. He's not winning. I just dare somebody that's going through hell right now. He's not winning. He's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid. I'm excited. If you're going through the hell of your life right now, you just ought to get up and give God a shout. Thank you, God. I see it now. I understand clearly. He's not winning. He's just afraid. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Sometimes you just gotta, you just gotta look the devil in the eye and let him know. I refuse, devil, to lose my praise. So there will be no pity party when the enemy begins to attacking me. But instead, there will be a praise. Because as long as I can remember, no weapon formed against me has ever had the ability to prosper. Had it been able to prosper, I wouldn't be here today. Had it been able to prosper, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't be in your right mind. You wouldn't have use of all your limbs. You wouldn't, oh Lord, now don't hear me up in here. Your babies wouldn't be okay. Your money wouldn't be okay. You might not be where you want to be, but you definitely ain't where the enemy wanted you to be. God, we, we were made, we were created to give God 
In fact, we are the only species that he made that has the ability to praise him. Did you know that? You're the only, we're the only ones that's got the ability to praise him. And praising him is what he expects us to do. Uh, uh, if I buy a car, I expect it to drive. When it rains, it still better drive. When it snows, that car still better drive because that's what the car was made to do. It's the same with us and God. He made us to praise him. So when I'm hurting, I've got to praise him. When I'm mad, I've got to praise him. When it's unfair, I've got to praise him. Ah, you got to make up in your mind that it don't make no never mind about the situation. I'm still going to praise him. I believe that the uh, song writer said, uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Don't make no never mind how big it is. Don't make no never mind how embarrassed I might be. I'm going to bless the Lord. At all times. Not just sometimes. Not when my bank account is good. Not when the relationship is working out. Not when I'm booed and made up. But I'm going to bless him when we're on the verge of divorce. I'm going to bless him when my child is acting like they ain't got no home training. I'm going to bless him when my money is funny. I will bless the Lord. And all times, his praise shall continually, consistently, you ain't never got to worry about it because I ain't going to run out of it, always be in my mouth. Lord, have mercy. Attacks, I want you to get this, I'm almost done. Attacks are nothing but tests, watch this, to see where you are in God for real. Uh huh. That's why I try to, uh, that's why I try to discourage so many of you uh, of, uh, of always fronting on Facebook. You know, always got something to say on Facebook. Always talking about how the Lord is your strength and, and you this with God and you that with God. You, watch this, watch this. I don't care how much you're trying to radically show everybody that you are part of God. You know how the devil knows that you ain't a part of God, that you ain't as strong as God as you think you are or that you professing that you are? Because you're talking about you and not the Word. You speaking for you, but you're not letting the word speak for you. I would listen to you if you put a verse up and said, here's where I'm at. Or if you put a verse up and said, would they go, boom. You know, I, I would, period, 100. I, I would listen to that if, if you were saying a Bible verse, but you just quote you and you've been quoting you for years and you've been broken for years, so what you're talking about don't got no power. Attacks are nothing but tests to see where you are in God for real. It's only a test to see if that faith is for real, to see if that joy is for real, to see how much Holy Ghost you got for real. And can I just go ahead and tell you, Holy Ghost, how much Holy Ghost you got is now predicated on how good you dance. It ain't got nothing to do with you speaking in tongues. You understand what I'm saying to you? But the Holy Ghost is when you're living in this sin-filled world. Lord, y'all don't hear me up in here. When you're living in this sin-filled world and you can still walk righteously amongst it. When you got hell coming at you on every end. But you shall not be moved. I know you got the Holy Ghost when you can say, for God I live and for God I die. And when hell comes your way, you live that way. Catch this, but it's a test you cannot afford to fail. 
And the reason that you cannot afford to sell it is because this enemy that we have, he plays for keeps. This is why you cannot let the enemy play with your mind. Every time he comes for you, you have to declare, I'm Satan, get away from me. I won't be moved. It's my faith, watch this, that keeps me in the, watch this, it's my faith that keeps me in the same storm. Lord, have mercy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get, uh, uh, oh Lord, have mercy, watch this. And, and, and when, when hell is breaking up against me, I'm not going to get all weak and whiny because my enemy is coming at me. It's his job to come after. Can I just say that again? It is the enemy's job to come after you, but it's your job to declare that I will live and not die, that I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm above and not beneath, and I have decided to trust God, and since I trust God, I'm excited about what's on the way, what's around the corner. It might be crazy now, but I declare my ladder shall be greater than my former. It might be crazy now, but my breakthrough is on the way. It might be crazy now, but my joy Lord, have mercy. Joy is about to replace my sorrow. And clarity is about to replace confusion. Laughter is about to replace these tears. So I'm no longer looking at what it seems like. I don't care that it looks like I'm losing. I understand that while I'm going through hell, God is just making room for more. Lord, have mercy. God's just making room for more. I understand that. That, that it's going to get better, so I'm not going to give up. I understand that this is just something that I'm going through, so that I'm not going to lose my mind. And, and what I'm going through, watch this, now it ain't got nothing on what's on the way. So this light affliction, somebody say it ain't all that. This light affliction that I'm going through is nothing. It can't be compared to the glory that's on the way. I might be going through hell right now, but wait until I get my glorious I might be going through hell right now, but watch when he shows up in my life. I might be going through hell right now, but I'm telling you, my ladder going to be greater than my before. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. I might be struggling financially now. But I can declare because of my faith in God that money is on the way. I might be single now, but oh, I can declare that the honeymoon going to be in Jamaica, the Bahamas, or somebody like that. I, I might be going through it right now, but it's going to get greater later. And so for all the crying that I've done, for all the lacks of faith that I've shown, Starting over because this is not how he meant for it to be for me. I'm starting over because I do not believe that Satan could be better than me in sin than God would be to be in righteousness. I'm starting over. I'm starting over. And in starting over, I'm going to value my body. And you can't have me just because you look good. And you can't have me just because you want me. And you can't have me just because I'm lonely. And you can't have me because I'm jealous because somebody else got somebody and, and I'm way better person than them. And how they get somebody and I can't get nobody. But maybe, 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 maybe God ain't brought you that somebody because you ain't ready for that somebody. What's wrong with me, you? What do you mean, Pastor? You, 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 you can't be faithful to the one that made you. How are you going to be faithful to the one I send you? 
because I realize that the way I've been looking at it has been all wrong. I'm starting over because the way that I've been operating keeps me in depression, keeps me broke, keeps me broken, keeps me lonely, it keeps me not being able to trust people around me. I'm starting over because I read in the Bible that there is a hell. The way that I've been operating don't make me feel good about heaven. I'm starting, I'm starting over. The reason that you should first want to start over is because you begin to understand that your life, the way that you are living your life, and if it is contrary to God, it's going to let, it's going to stop you. You want to start, you want to start over if your life has separated you from relationship with the Father. That should be the first reason. So, so sometimes we start over, the heartbreak gets you to a point of where you get in a heart relationship with God. And that's all right. But, but, but you shouldn't want to start over. It shouldn't be that, 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 that he broke your heart or she stole your money. That you want to start over. You should want to start over because, because you realize that you are separated from God. You're separated from God. You should want to start over because you begin to understand about the love of Jesus. And while you were yet still a sinner, while you were yet still triggered, while you were still caught up in what you was caught up in. He loved you enough to die for you. You should want to start over because, because you begin to understand that the love that you've been looking for has been there all along, but it's not been in a human form. It's been from Abba, our Father. You should want to start over because you want to love who loves you. You want to love who loves you so deeply that you can love the ones. You come to a point in your life where you can love the ones that Because the Bible says that being confident of this one thing, that he that 
has begun a good work in you. Lord, have mercy. See, I've been coming for a little while now, a couple Sundays now. So that, that means that there's begun a good work in you. He says, and he will complete it until the day. He says, until I come back, I'll be working on you. All you got to do is stay solid. Stay solid. I got you. And it shouldn't be hard for us to stay solid with God because we stayed solid with some people that didn't care anything about us. So staying solid for the one that created us and loves us, that shouldn't be as hard to do. Time to start over. It's time to stop hating yourself. It's time to stop hating yourself. It's time to start over.